0: Start, 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 start the show.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of let Me No. I'm your host, Angel Lem. Today I'm sitting with Liz Perez. She's an actor and writer. She currently stars in two web series, Functional and Fortnite. They're both available now on YouTube. She's also took part on some theater productions. She's been part of just like us with the Latin theater company Women Next and Hair Story from Chicana's Cholas y Chisme of Gaza 101 Theater. And he said, "Queer stories from Q Youth Foundation." So you know, I had a great conversation with Liz. Super down to earth. You know, I admire her style. I wish I was. I would dress like her. Uh, I just don't have the patience to, to, you know, to be looking fly as her. But you know, she does it all. So if you do want to check out what the hell I'm talking about, make sure you go at her on Instagram at I woke up like Liz. That's L Y S um on instagram and you know she's an actor writer and pretty soon she's gonna be a fashion mogul all right so you want to get on the ground before you know she blows up because she will blow up and you know on this episode i focus on functional functional was legit one of my favorite series you know on youtube and especially her character um you know we're gonna talk about on this episode we're gonna get into it i don't i don't want to get into on the intro because we will get into on the episode but you know I pick your brain if, if you checked out The neighbor with Daniel you know the creator and director of it um, then you hopefully you checked out function on YouTube and you know if you you're like me I, I want to know what's gonna happen on season two they are shooting season two as we speak uh, she was she wasn't able to give me too much but we do talk about season two and you know I, I pretty much wanted to know how it works you know production wise like, trying to film a series while going through COVID. And, you know, if you did check out season one, there is a lot of hugging and kissing and and you know how, I wanna know how that works. And like, like I said, she didn't break, she didn't break and you know, hopefully Daniel's proud of her. I'm, I'm happy with the interview, but you know, she doesn't give too much, but the info that she did good, you'll definitely enjoy And you know, she'll she'll scratch that itch she got for, for season two, cause they are filming it as we speak and yeah so i mean hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and if you would like to go check out other episodes make sure you go to itunes make sure you go type in let me know that's my last name let me know pod and you could always check us out on spotify pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts we're available there all right guys so and don't forget to add us at and on instagram at let me know pod so you can see you know my little memes my little videos you know past episodes me if you wonder how i look i do look as sexy as i sound and i know i don't sound sexy so there you guys go all right thank you i you know, i don't know what the hell i'm doing at this point but yeah man hopefully you guys enjoy this interview hopefully you guys go check out functional series and like i said functional series part two or dos or whatever I don't really know what they're gonna call it but I think functional season two is probably the right title for it so go check it out on I mean season ones right now on YouTube and I think you can also find it on me Too TV and I think that's just recently after we we recorded the episode that's when they found out that they're gonna be um, that their series functional series will be available on me Too TV alright guys that's it for me hope you guys enjoyed this interview And let's listen to a song. Uh
0: uh.
2: Uh uh,
0: uh, Refugee camp uh, uh, uh,
2: Conspiracy uh, conspiracy Theory. Why? Yeah. Why? Uh, 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 (laughs) Uh. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you you be like heaven to touch I wanna hold you so much Have long last love has arrived And I thank God I'm alive You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you Caught in the way that I stand There's nothing else to compare The sight of you leaves me weak There are no words that to speak But if you feel like I feel Please let me know that it's real. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes I want to. I i Thank God.
1: welcome back everybody today we're sitting with um liz bettis i don't know if you want me to say your government name or your no, that,
3: name. that's fine that's my stage that's my stage name Hi, we don't talk about my government name
1: oh uh, yeah yeah because i saw your government name i was like you know what like i'm just that's how you have it on your ig that's how your list is so i'm just gonna keep it as that said. so um liz is the actor a performer and um I, you guys might have seen her on functional i had daniel on He's the creator i brought to, because well, i don't know how your pronoun is is that if i say her when i refer to you
3: yeah i i go by she her
1: she, okay so all right um so yeah so i brought her on and to maybe talk about functional a little bit I mean they're filming uh, they're still i don't know if you're still filming but they were filming through the pandemic and i want to know what, what's going on i know season two is about to come out or it's in process of coming out hopefully you guys are direct i mean um editing by now or hopefully i don't know where you guys at but that's why i brought you on i know i talk a lot i'm sorry but you know um like i said it threw me off it threw me off the way we started <laughs> all right so um every episode i start by asking how your day is so how's your day
3: my day is going well. I'm happy that I had time to go through my little I got a morning routine that I try to stick to, you know, especially uh, it's something that I had to come up with during the pandemic to keep me, you know, feeling all right throughout yeah. my day. So like I get up, I journal for about 25 minutes, I meditate, I walk my dog. I usually work out after that, but today I didn't. (laughs) So I got to, I'll get on that later tonight. Um, I got some writing in today too, which has been, which has been cool. Um, But yeah, man, I feel good.
1: Yeah. So like what kind of writing do you do? Is just like for personal, like like just to get your emotions and feelings out or your thoughts or are you you writing something? No, go ahead.
3: Yeah. As far as like, sure. I mean, on the journaling side, that's really for me to just get my stuff out of my body right and just into the universe um as far as writing goes you know I'm trying to trying to write my scripts man trying to write my stories um you know at this point they're not necessarily it's more for me to get into the practice and the discipline of writing um because writing is difficult right you got to sit down you got to do it no one's telling you that you need to be a writer or, you know, to be a screenwriter, like no one's forcing you to do that, right? It's all on us as creators. Um, So really I'm just trying to get myself into the habit of just writing without judgment on myself and my work as I'm creating it and just trying to let it go where it needs to go, right? Going in with like a plan, but knowing that it might change or deviate from that and just being open to that process. so that's where I'm at right now. Um, you know, I, I am an actor. Uh, and then we're talking about Functional too, right? Um, I, I actually had my directorial debut. Ooh,
0: with nice. Functional. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um,
3: so going into this season two, you know, I, I had hit Daniel up and I was like, yo, I'm interested in directing, right? Uh-huh. Um, and he was awesome. And he was like, yeah, dude, like, come on board, mm-hmm. you know, as a guest director or whatever. Um, And I had only intended to maybe do an episode. And, you know, as soon as I got the scripts, I was like, oh, I need to direct this episode and I need to direct this episode. (laughs) So I put the question to him and he was completely generous about it and said, yeah, sure, you know, come on board and do that. Um, And then a little further into the process, right, for pre-production and planning, and as we were going through our table reads and things, he um, also offered me to write on a couple of the episodes as well. So, you know, he, he really was gracious enough and like brought me on board in those capacities, right? Other than just, other than being an actor, also being a director and, and a writer on a couple of, of episodes. So I'm super grateful for that. I'm really excited. I'm excited about what we're doing Um, this next season I probably should have talked to him before I did this interview because I'm like what can I what can I reveal what can I talk about that's not like spoilery
1: well um if there is anything that that let's say you overshare just let me know at the end of the episode and I'll just edit it out don't worry about it I I don't want to mess up anything for him or you you I don't want to there's no season three because of me so Uh, I don't want to do that you know And, (laughs) and I mean I I, I watched the whole thing I was at the premiere I don't know if you remember me But I was there
3: Yeah, you were there when we had it at You know, in pre-COVID times We had it at that, like, really dope um, It was a bar slash set um, In downtown And yeah, I remember you, you were there
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, So I saw the whole thing I had to leave early But then a couple weeks later You guys put it on on YouTube And I watched the whole thing And man, that cliffhanger though that the ending i was like oh what I that's know. crazy but like your character man i feel so bad for your character the one you play because i don't know like i wanted to ask you why do you guys make um i don't know the um the character's name but i think that actress her name is um let me see, let me see. i wrote it down because i wanted to specifically ask you how come you guys made her so unlikable your girlfriend on the show I don't know her. Sheila. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Sheila's played by, uh, Ware, who's a fantastic person, by the way. Um,
1: that's how, you know, the, the acting is good when you hate the character so much. (laughs)
3: You know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I've, I've heard that she's also a very likable character as well. So it kind of just depends like the feedback that I I think, um, that we've gotten on the show is it it can kind of go either way with her, you know? Um, but I think that both of our characters are just really trying to, I mean, they're trying to find themselves, they're trying to understand, you know, what it is that they're going through. And, uh, you know, sometimes human beings try to do that through relationships that probably are not in their best interest. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I I see that though. Um, I guess you can see her as trying to help you better yourself. Like, better you as a person, because um, Daniel's character, he's um, Guillermo, right? Yeah. yeah. Guillermo, He's he looks like he's keeping you down a little bit on the show, a little bit. And it seems like you're trying to better yourself. You're going to college. You're in the verge of getting a promotion, or you were, or I don't know if I'm sporting it, probably am. Well, but,
3: season one's already out, so if you want to check it out. You know, these are these are little little nuggets, I guess, to get people interested in season one.
1: Yeah, and then and your character, like, at the end, like, you, you're about to make this, like, leap of faith, I guess, or, like, this very big move for you. Um, Like, a, it's like a thing of you growing up, you know? And then, you know, something happens, you know, you get confronted at the store and it kind of flips you around. But, like, through all that, you see her character not being the best. You know, she's not the best person, but in the sense she does have the best interest at heart for you. Like she wants you to stop drinking as much and start looking through your future, you know, for like better, to better yourself. But I understand both perspectives. I guess I see it as, man, like I've been, in, I've been heartbroken. I've been in that sense where like, oh man, like I've been there. She's like not the best person for you. But I I see that, I see that. But like to me, it's like, why is she so unlikable? I look at the comments and I'm not the only one so I (laughs) know no you're
3: definitely not the only one um but man I just had a thought and it completely left me um no I mean you're definitely not the only one who has that opinion but you know and I've been heartbroken before too man I feel you and it's interesting because hindsight's always 2020 right like when we look back like you were saying oh you know I already I know that relationship is not good for you Jasmine you Mm -hmm. know why are you doing that and a lot of people's comments are that you know oh why is she with her like you know Sheila's just gonna diss her disrespect her blah blah blah, blah. and and that stuff's all valid but you know when you're younger and you're going through it you got the blinders on you feel me mm-hmm. hard to kind of see beyond what's happening right in front of you and it, it's something that i think you know sometimes we learn the hard way
1: yeah, that's true Like, so how do you get into, like, the mental space of Jasmine? Like, what did you have to channel? Was this, like, a younger you, a friend, stories? Like, how do you channel Jasmine, you know? Actually, how would you describe her, first of all, before before you get into, you know, all of that?
3: How would I describe Jasmine? Yeah Jasmine is... <sighs> She's someone who is trying to develop or understand what her identity is. And not just, um, you know, not just from a, an LGBTQ like queer perspective, that's part of it, but also from like a cultural perspective as well. Um, and really, I think she has probably put that, like trying to understand that on the back burner for a while. To serve, you know, the greater good of her family, like having to work, and um, it's something that's very familiar. Uh, but I really think she's at this point in her life where she's really trying to figure out who is she, right? When we strip all this stuff away, like trying to figure out identity, you know, she's kind of trying to find herself in that. Um, and you know, she's <laughs> she's 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 goofy. She's the she's the tag team partner partner in crime to Guillermo and she's someone who you know because she hasn't figured that identity side out she doesn't really have a lot of other friends because I don't think she quite understands where she fits or um you know who she gels with other than other than Guillermo so that's how I would kind of describe Jasmine in a nutshell she's a little lost
1: And, like, how do you get into that mental space? Because I'm assuming that's not you. might be you. It might have been younger you, and it's easy to access that when you think about your mistakes and how you used to be. But how do you, like, get into a character like her?
3: Yeah, for Jasmine specifically, I mean, I have a whole notebook of notes and, and journaling for her, like, as her. You know, how would Jasmine feel about this? Or, you know, what specific color draws her in or what have you. Just, you know, very detailed stuff like that. But on a broader note, I mean, at some point in my life, I was Jasmine, where she is now, you know, trying to figure out identity and um, queerness and relationships, right? Being in relationships that really didn't serve my best interest. They were definitely a learning tool, right? In hindsight, but at the time, you know, you invest so much of yourself into somebody else when really you don't even understand your own self at that point. Um so that's that part of it was, you know, all I got to do is kind of click into to, you know, younger me um through own personal experience. Um so yeah, I mean I would say I would just plug into my younger self and what what was I thinking when I was in those you know situations and it's a very personal experience
1: and so how did you get started with acting because i know you at some point you were in the finance industry like you went you went to uc um, usc correct yes and you got your bs and you're doing that you were doing your thing you know like you were financially secure and like how do you go from that to being like just taking a leap of faith and like taking a chance on yourself and how did you even like come up with i want to become an actress
3: right? yeah actor. i mean i had always been so yes i i did um i got my degree in business from usc um i had started working internships while i was in school um for the walt disney company and i had spent about almost eight years there doing you know different financial analysis and accounting work for various, you know, business units and segments within the company. Um, And that was that was great. It was a great job. I still have a lot of friends from, you know, my time there. I I feel like we kind of grew up together (laughs) uh, in that space. But they're just, you know, and prior to that, I when I was younger, I was always like the little performer, you know, I was the one like, dancing and singing and being this like wonderfully weird little kid um and I say weird with like the greatest love and and endearment um for like the family and uh I don't know I was always it was always something that was I was really interested in in the back of my mind but we just never talked about that really growing up it just wasn't you know I wasn't into like band or, or performing arts. I was more into um, like sports. That was what was really, uh, I guess, pushed in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we really didn't have anybody that we knew at least closely who had pursued the arts or or creative um, projects. Um, so that's kind of something that's always been with me. And then, you know, when I was going through, you know, I was working my my finance job and I was just kind of, I was really hitting a wall there. Um, I got to the point where I was trying to decide between, you know, am I gonna go get my MBA, right? My master's of business degree or am I gonna do something else, right? Cause getting an MBA, that's a, that's a big decision. It costs a lot of money. It's more commitment. And at that point, I felt like if I did want to move up at the company, that's something that I would have to do. It's kind of like it's forced on you at this point. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I was studying for the GMAT and I was taking the practice test and I just felt like I don't care about this. Like, yes, you know, I I was making a good living and that's something that I worked my whole life for, right? To be financially stable and to have that steady income. But there was just something in me that just was pulling me in a completely different direction. And that was the moment I was like, okay, am I going to am I going to go and spend this money and go to business school or am I going to go spend that money and invest in me doing something else? And at that point, too, this was in 2016. So, you know, uh, that presidential election just like and leading the events and just rhetoric and things leading up to that point and really just started like kind of ripping me apart. We had mentioned earlier that I'm I'm a feeler and Mm -hmm. I know you're a feeler. So I was just really like, you know, in my feelings about it. And, you know, racism has always been around in America. It's nothing new, but to have it just be, it's just completely overt that way on the biggest stage in the world. having you know who became the most powerful person in the world speak these things and say these things was just uh really very hurtful and i knew that that people learn about other cultures and you know folks who aren't like them primarily a lot of the times through the media mm-hmm. now the media portrays different you know diverse folks so um I think all those things sort of combined at once and I was like, well, I've always been interested in this and I think more people like me need to play in this space, in this industry, right, to help change or at least, you know, make our, we have to make ourselves more visible in this space um, and I just kind of went for it, right? I I started off, like, I was still working at my job while I had started, you know, auditioning and and booking work, and eventually, you know, I was kind of out of the office more and more. (laughs) Um, Couldn't do that every day. It was not that type of job, Um, so I just kind of had to make a choice, and at the end of 2017, I officially left that job, and I needed something flexible, so I went to the restaurant industry and, you know, did worked at a bar and um that's where I'm here today like (laughs) I'm here today I'm doing like you know the the hustle the gig work because we need flexibility in what we do um and I believe that I'm happier for it
1: that's good I'm happy I'm happy to hear that like you made a the right choice for yourself a lot of people don't we don't take um those chances we're afraid especially in the position that you were like you were secure you know financially and you know, I'm sure you're, 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 um, I know your mom, you, know, you were raised by a single mom and I'm sure your mom was like, what are you doing? Like, like uh, you're said, you know,
3: you know, first of all, like I, I'm very grateful that I was able to make that transition because I can totally hundred percent understand why, you know, people take the check. Right. We got to survive, especially when you come from um, a life of financial instability. Right. Um, that's that did it. That made the decision difficult, even more difficult because, you know, I was taught that I need to go to school I need to get a good job so I don't have to struggle. Right. It's like don't struggle if you don't have to. Um, so I was really going against my better judgment, I think, in doing so. but. Um, I feel like I'm walking more in my purpose and what was what was probably meant for me um and I found it you know a little bit a little bit later in life I was well into another career but um you know when I told my mom that I was switching she she looked at me and she said it's about time
1: wow uh, all right that's I think cool she,
3: I think she knew when I was little that You know that this might be something that i just i wanted to do but again we just never really talked about it so i think she was pleasantly surprised Mm
1: -hmm. and well uh, you you touched on the the election earlier and i mean the the person we had as president and you know uh, one of my theories was or it's still one of my theories that you know because of him it, it pushed a lot of us to either start podcasting or you know, like as like Latinx people, Hispanic, Chicano, whatever you identify as, um, like it, it pushed us, you know, like hearing that how we're criminals and how we're bad for this country and all this stuff pushed us to like get our voice out there. Like once he like my my theory is like we all saw that need, you know, to put our voice out there. And you saw really a a lot of podcasts coming up. My 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 thing was podcasting. You know, I started around the time he was elected. I know um, my mutual friends at CYC podcast. They started it. You started your acting career. I mean, a lot of us like we saw that, you know what? Look, we're tired of that, that narrative. And like we took it upon ourselves to show that you know that whatever he's saying is not true so i totally agree with you in that sense where you don't know, you saw that need like nah you know what i'm a you took a chance on yourself and you saw that acting you know the media especially media it it, it gives you that narrative you know you could you're the face for everything you know like nothing like famous people have the most influence on everybody like, just look at the kardashians you know how long they've been in on the, you know, on that celebrity industry, you know, that business. And like, they're, they know how to do it. They worked there for so many years. And, you know, Kanye West was also running for president. It just tells you that, you know, celebrity does have some power with politics. And I, I totally agree with you, like um, where he came at and you know, that it's awesome that you took that chance. And wow, that, that's awesome that your mom was super supportive like I know, I, I was in that position. My mom would have slapped the crap out of me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, what are you doing? But
3: yeah, I'm lucky.
1: Yeah. Um. So, so um. Like 2017, that you said you you started your career as uh, you you started taking a chance on in 2016. In 2017, I saw like I was looking at your IMDb. Yeah. Man, you were like you were just killing it. Like as soon as you hit the you just hit the wrong running right.
3: I was working yeah I mean I told myself you know if I was really gonna do this right leave a whole ass career to completely start over Mm -hmm. that I was gonna do it to the best of my ability and you know whatever time I had you know I would dedicate to it and I feel like you know, I started, and when I say, like, I started in 2016, like, I started taking classes in 2016, and then the beginning, like, classes, period. Never, no other theater training, no nothing, no high school theater, nothing. And then in 2017, that's when, you know, I started to take my headshots and started to, to put myself out there for for work, and I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it, and I I like to think that I think that really shows through in the work and the time that I put into it, um, and hopefully the relationships, or at least the way I make people feel when we're on set or when we're, you know, when we're creating together. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I just had beginners. Maybe I just had beginners' momentum. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that was a that was a crazy time because I was doing, you know, I, I was booking projects here and there a lot of like student work and independent work um while i was at the other job so it got a little tricky sometimes but we made it work
1: so like what what has been your your like your view of um the act industry you know um starting out with pretty much like you mentioned like you had no training you know no high school nothing like that you pretty much at a, what adult age, you started, you know, taking those steps to become an actor where, you know, you other people might have had uh, an advantage on you. So like being a person of color, going into an industry that's super competitive, like what was like, how did you see the industry in the beginning? And have you seen any progression as time has been on as you've been doing it?
3: I guess the way I saw the industry when I was, I mean, I feel like I'm still very much i got projects under my belt but i feel like i'm still constantly learning um so i'm definitely definitely not an expert um but when i was first starting out i mean i saw the immediate need in the industry right with what we were just talking about in terms of representation and um you know more people of color latinx people Black latinx or however you you know chicano however you want to identify. Um, there was just a need for that. There were there was a need, there is a need for our, for more visibility from us in the industry, right? In front of the camera and behind the camera. Um, that's one of the reasons why I, I jumped in. Um, and you know, it when you first start something new, it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'm super excited about it. I go in, like, I'm really going to, you know, make my work, make my work happen. I'm gonna make, you know, a huge, big impact. At least that was my thinking, like, right away, you know, because I was, like, really hyped on it, starting something new. Um, and it's it's just hard, you know. That, I feel like I'm a little bit more, uh, I don't think sobering. I mean, it's, a, it's humbling. The industry will humble you very quickly. Um, so that's kind of the stage that I'm at now is I do see... You know some of the progress a lot of the progress has been made um there's still so much more to go especially with you know the the terrible events that happened last year with with George Floyd and um the industry you know they tried to act very quickly on that um so I think that It's unfortunate that those types of circumstances need to happen, right? Had, that's what pushed the industry to really move forward. And that's really unfortunate. Um, But I just feel like, you know, there's still more room. There's still more room to grow uh, for people of color in this space. And that, you know, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing what what we're trying to do.
1: so like when it comes to roles, like what roles do you prefer to do? Cause I seem kind of like you're you're like that like that friend, that funny friend. Like you play that pretty well. But like what do you prefer to play? Like I, I also I saw um you're also doing an um uh, divergence, I think it's called no, not divergence. Um uh, with the P maybe. Um it's like a John Wick parallel, parallel, right?
3: Oh yeah, that I one. like
1: that's like you're like like John Wick, right? Like the indie version of John Wick.
3: Yeah, so Parallel was a really fun project uh, that came out of Girlship TV, created by Amanda Holland. She has a really awesome channel. Uh, that one was fun because it was it's basically it, it's it asked the question of these two women, you know, if we. We're in parallel timelines, so like in alternate universes, do we think that we would still be together? So that that show kind of explores, you know, three different three different timelines, and it's kind of like they're kind of like their own series within a series. So like their own few episodes kind of cover one timeline, and then another few covers another. Um, but that one was dope because all in one season you explore the same character but as three different versions of that character um so and it was a comedy it was just a lot of fun um as far as roles that i would prefer i mean it's really hard at this stage of my career to say what i prefer or or don't prefer um i'm just interested i guess in roles that like we were talking about earlier help flip the narrative of how we've traditionally been portrayed, but also, you know, if we are going to be cast as something that we've typically been casted in, is there another layer to that story, right? Is that character a 360 degree character? Do they have a life outside of just moving, you know, a white protagonist story forward? Um, so I'm not, and, and I guess to be more specific about that, right? Uh, let's say, for example, what tends to come through the pipeline for auditions sometimes are like, you know, the gangster role or, or what have you, but gangsters exist. They exist, right? They're yeah. out in the world. I have, shit, I got family. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, that's all well and good. And I could see myself doing something like that, but I would wanna know who that character is outside of just that title of being a gangster. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, why do they do what they do? do they love right what's important to them in their life so having like a deeper picture of that is what's really important to me
1: so like how do you approach a character like before you know um i'm assuming they give you like a script or something and do they give you a background on the person like or like how does it work i mean i'm i totally have no knowledge of this i'm just yeah. assuming.
3: are you talking about like for an audition or when you book the role and you're you're getting ready to to go
1: Well, I mean, I don't know, I guess book. And then once you have the the role, like how does it work?
3: So I guess, I mean, from the audition perspective, it kind of varies. You know, sometimes you'll get usually you'll get the breakdown of the character, right? Who they are, certain characteristics about them. And then you'll get sides. They call them sides. So it's like a portion of the script that they want you to audition. They want you to read. You don't always get the full script. A lot of times you don't. So, you know, our job as actors is to take that little bit that they gave us and make it something like make it into, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end for that 30 second, one minute, whatever long audition. Um, So that's generally how it works on that side. And then when you book, you know, at that point, you'll get the full script. And for me, like I just start with reading it literally over and over and over again to make sure that I know what the hell is going on. That like, I understand, I understand the beats, I understand the timeline of the character, like when things happen, what are the important moments in the story? Um, I really go into it kind of like, it's really like detective work, you know, you got to find the clues that are in there that Help you ask more questions to try to understand, you know, the character, the characters around them, the environment. Um, that's like the that's like the really fun part, you know. It's and then you get on set and you you know you do your thing in front of the camera, which is also really fun. But doing that that kind of sleuthing in the script is something that I really enjoy.
1: Mm-hmm. So I know you you went to UCB. Um, you took an improv class. No. Oh, oh you, you weren't.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, do you also, have you done any improv like shows aside from acting? Like, I know that's also acting, but like,
3: Yeah, I, I haven't done, I haven't done shows. I mean, when you take improv classes, you, at the end of the session, you have to do, you have to do a show and you can invite people to it and, you know, friends, family, whoever. Um, So I've done those, but I haven't done, you know, at UCB, they call them like the Harold and Mod nights, And uh, those are for very, there are such talented people that do that. Um, I am not at that level yet. Uh, I actually been meaning to take more classes with UCB because it's really helpful as an actor to be able to, you know, have those skills in your back pocket. Um, But shows, like improv shows, I haven't. And hopefully they come back soon. I don't know how how live theater is going to, you know, manage manage COVID protocols and all that. But um, maybe by the end of this year, I don't know. Keeping my fingers crossed that everything happens safely and everybody stays safe while enjoying some some great entertainment. But um, improv shows, no. I have done live theater. Uh, which I dearly, dearly miss, and that's why I'm like, oh, fingers crossed that something can, you know, that something can come back uh, by the end of the year.
1: Maybe like outdoor. Maybe we could do something outdoors, like I know, right? You know,
3: like some Shakespeare in the park. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: I mean, yeah, that stuff exists. I, I just don't know. You know, it just depends on the play, I guess. It depends on the show and how they can pull it off logistically, but. Hey, maybe that is an option. I know a lot of us have had to be very creative with how we tell stories or share stories, right, during the pandemic. So who knows? Maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, talking about the pandemic, so how was it filming season two? I'm sure it was a whole different thing, you know, filming a functional, like, during the pandemic, you know, while, like, yeah, tell me about it. I'm very curious about how it all went down.
3: So, I mean... We had to push back our dates um, at least, was it one time or twice? I mean, we, we definitely had pushed it back because of, you know, the surge that was going on. And I know, I know Daniel was really on top of it, um, you know, tracking updates in the news and what was going on specifically in L.A. County, because that's where we were filming. Um, so, you know, it was kind of like it was stop and go or go and stop, you know, for a little while there. And then we finally did get up and running. Um, and we followed, you know, safety protocols in terms of, you know, everybody's masked up. Um, there are the way the season two was written, you know, he was mindful of not having too many people on set at one time or having too many actors in one scene at one time. Um, so that definitely made the job easier, and like less uh, less anxious for sure. Because I know a lot of us were like, you know, I think a lot of creators or people who are out there filming are kind of like, okay, we need to make sure that everybody feels comfortable, and everybody's safe, and um, as far as like actually being on set, again, like everybody is masked up, socially distanced. Um, In between we were getting tested as well um for covid so like every week i know like every week i was getting a test before we got on set we had to submit results and make sure everybody was negative before we even thought about you know uh, filming that weekend damn (laughs) but yeah i mean it it's not as i don't know i i didn't see it as um I had access to testing centers around me so it, it wasn't an inconvenience for me like I'm, I'm happy to do it I was happy to get tested and and send in negative results right that's a good thing
0: yeah
3: um and it also means you know we're all healthy and that we can do what we love to do um but we have you know in these times you you have to be very diligent with that stuff cuz it can just easily slip through the cracks and then you have a really bad situation on your hands um but being on set I mean you know, everybody had masks on and it felt like, you know, we had just left season one and now we're doing it again. It was a really, for me, it was a, it was a touching moment because I was just really happy to be on set and be amongst my friends again, you know, like being in that community because making a film or making a project is a very like, it's a very personal experience. It's a very, again, just like you're, you're in community with people who really care about what you're doing. So to have that positive energy during, you know, tough times for a lot of folks was very, I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful to Daniel and I'm grateful to everyone on the team for, um, you know, for us having that space together. It was awesome. It makes me emotional. (laughs) Like I was, I was an emotional mess. Uh, I think the first day I walked on set, I don't know if I said this out loud or to myself, but I'm just like, I need a moment because I'm just so freaking happy that we're all here and we're all healthy and that we get to do this. Like, how awesome is that, that we get to do this? We get to make this thing.
1: And I, I mean, that, that's a good sign when the the actors are passionate about it, are like anxious, are like, like emotional, like you were, you know, about what you're doing. It's just a good sign. You guys are committed to it. It shows... And I don't know if this is going to be a spoiler. I don't know if you want to tell me. You don't have to, obviously. Um, are you going to, did you guys incorporate corn, I mean, um, the pandemic into the season? Like I said, you don't have to tell me. I could always edit it out if you do or if you don't want to answer, it's fine.
3: Um, I'm not going to speak on that because only because we are, we're still technically in production. We okay. have a couple more episodes to film. It's just, um, we were trying to figure out, figure out scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to. Okay. I won't speak on that right that's now. That's
1: understandable. You don't have okay. to. Um, because I only ask because like um, season one, there was a lot of touching, a lot of hugging, a lot of scenes in bed, uh, like kissing scenes. And I'm sure, you know, through everything that's going on, I mean, you guys are you guys came out negative obviously So maybe it gave you a little Peace of mind but at the end of the day you still don't want To risk it you know you never know
3: Yeah for sure and that's why I had Mentioned earlier that I know That Daniel was mindful of that And you know the Episodes that I was writing on I think we were Mindful of How to How to manage That risk
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, So So yeah, in this season, I mean, again, I'm
1: not going to spoil anything, but I think we managed that pretty well. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, yeah your character, like the, I don't know, man, if it, it gave me this feeling of like, oh, man, like, I hope that the, the another the, another character comes along and shows you that, you know, you deserve better than, um, I don't even know her character's name, I feel bad. I, I should memorize, but I um, I Anise, right? Ines, that's the actress's uh, name? The actress's name is Ines.
3: Yeah, she
1: yeah, plays yeah. Sheila. Yeah, well, Sheila. Like, you deserve somebody better than her. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, hey, whatever. I know you You guys okay, are... We'll
3: see. We'll yeah,
1: see. Yeah, we'll see yeah. Maybe, like, you, you turn you turn yourself and, you know, you're like, nah, you know what? I'm going to be the, the toxic one in this relationship. Ah, no. uh,
3: right. Jasmine, <laughs> Jasmine flip the script. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, ag- again... I can't speak on that, man. I can't. No. I can't yeah. reveal the details for season two. I'll get that's, in
1: trouble. That's the issue. Like, I'm very invested in this. In your in this series, we're like, I want to know, you know, because oh. I'm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it, you know. I'm a fan, so. But Thanks. it's okay. I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, I'll yeah. be, but it's not gonna stop me from trying to like take you know, little, <laughs> you know, trying to like. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah. I, I'm hoping you slip, you know. Like you oh. get in the conversation, you slip, but you're too good. Um. Oh, no, man. Well, I, can't. I,
3: can't. I don't want to I don't want to do Daniel like that
1: yeah I understand I understand but like something that I really like about you specifically is your style like you got this style like if I had patience and if I really like I don't know it yeah if I had patience for like looking good I guess like I look good sometimes but my, my thing is I look like a bum most of the, like most of the time Because once I look like, once I dress up, then you're like, damn, you know, you need that. You need to look like a bum sometimes so people can notice you when you dress up. But something I really enjoy about you is your style. Whenever I I go on IG and you post something, I really like the way you dress. Like when, like when, huh?
3: I said, thanks, man.
1: Oh, um, something that, that i I mean, obviously I noticed it, but like when like has fashion been always a big part of you or is that something that you just started developing as you're growing?
3: That is so funny that you asked that because I literally, you know, I'm married and I tell my wife sometimes like I feel like I don't know how to dress myself. <laughs> Only because the reason I say that is because I'm I'm somebody that's just interested in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um So then my brain sometimes doesn't, I'm just like, well, I would just want to wear everything. Or like, you know, I I dress for my mood a lot. Like how I wake up in the morning is going to dictate what I wear that day. Mm -hmm. And it drives her crazy because she's the type that will plan, you know, she'll try to plan, like if we travel somewhere, you know, pre-COVID or whatever, she would plan out her outfits, like what she's going to wear on the trip. And for me, I'm that person that brings a whole full ass suitcase because I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel that day. So I need to bring a ton of options and I'm gonna pick from that. But (laughs) to your question, no, fashion has (laughs) never been a big part of my life. I think I've I've tried to learn as I got older Mm -hmm. because literally like I'm wearing a black t-shirt today. Sometimes I go a week with just wearing black t-shirts. And that's what I'm going to wear. Like black t-shirts and jeans or pants or whatever. Like try to keep it simple. Um, but, you know, when there are events and stuff, I, I try to have a little fun with my wardrobe. And, uh, you know, I try different things out. Yeah. Like little I mean- pieces, like little pieces here and there. I'll keep like a staple, you know, mm-hmm. simple base. And then kind of just throw in, throw in other things.
1: Yeah. Um, um, my, probably my, my, my girl probably agree with your wife because my, my, I'm dressing a little bit better because of her. She's the one like, you know, nah, you can't wear a Dickies or you can't wear a black shirt and some like khaki shorts all the time. You gotta put something on, especially when you're going to church. Come on, angel. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like I, I, I'm getting dress shoes now. She's getting me like, I wear nothing but sneakers and Nah, nah you're gonna wear like hard. at least you know like, like what? What are those? Those shoes called? They're like something point. I think. I don't know but like Like, they're
3: like like wingtips or oxfords or yeah
1: yeah like you're gonna wear those but they're still like tennis shoes kind of but they're like they look a little more professional i guess they're not sneakers so yeah like i'm gonna i'm gonna help you out over here because i'm always complaining like man i don't feel like an adult like i still dress like a high school kid (laughs) and she's like well i mean that's your fault like you you want to wear nothing but shorts and i'm like yeah you're right so i told her for now, you pick my clothes out, and I'll wear whatever you pick. I'll wear so, like Ooh. on the weekends, yeah. You've given
3: her a lot. you given her a lot of power there.
1: I mean, <laughs> I have to. Like, I feel like I want her to want me more, so she's gonna make me look good. It's for her interest, right? She's oh. not gonna like, make me look like a bum, or at least I hope. Like, like I, I just roll out of bed. Like that's usually how I look. So I feel like she, like I'm, I'm representing her. So once we hit the street, she's gonna make me look good because you know I'm standing next to her. Or, there you go or holding their purse but whatever no, you, know. you know
3: what it's been difficult though during the pandemic because it's like i just said this the other day like i'm all dressed up and i got nowhere to go like you know what i mean yeah. so hopefully you know when things start opening up safely and everybody feels confident about you know being safe and whatnot
1: yeah i I'm like, gotta,
3: we, be bummy. I'm gotta be bummy because they are days I'm we, bummy too man.
1: man we go hiking and i'm wearing like those those dressy up shoes Some some khakis, you know, dress button up <laughs> shirt. Like, I'm a, somebody's gonna look at me today. I don't care, uh, you know. Where like, do you go hiking? I don't go hiking. I'm just playing. Uh, just
3: like, uh, <laughs> uh, I was about to get real excited because I'm a hiker. I love yeah.
1: hiking. Like, we used to hike a lot. Um, the last place we went was Ringing R- Canyon or something. Canyon?
3: canyon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's like snakes, like, you hear rattlesnakes as you're walking up. And at the end, there's like this waterfall. It was pretty fun. I jumped off this cliff and, you know, scraped my leg. But it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. If
3: you wanna jump in if you wanna jump off of like rocks and stuff and not drive super far, you go up to Malibu Creek Canyon and they All have right. like I think they have waterfalls and, you know, water you can jump off the rocks and stuff in there.
1: Okay. That was I mean, that was when I had my you know, that body, you know, like uh like now it's like quarantine body. Like before it was like somewhat like fit you know i was playing soccer i was a little leaner i still had man boobs but there weren't as much you know like now we're the same we're like me and my girl we could wear the same bra so uh, you know, let me lose some weight Like let me lose some weight and be then kind, be kind
3: be kind <laughs> to yourself
1: be kind I, <laughs> but um yeah like so i don't know hopefully i entertain you a little bit you know like i read I know in the beginning or in the middle was kind of like a lot of questions you know i saw your face like fuck all
3: right no like, just that's just my rest i got a resting bitch face i got it hardcore so it's no it's no shade it's
1: not, it's not it's not personal all right so i mean it's cool i understand so hopefully right now at the end you had a little bit fun um so we're gonna wrap it up you know we start wrapping it up but before we go uh maybe i know you don't want to give us spoilers but maybe you could give us a little like maybe a hint or two about what could we expect on season two of I know you're still filming it, so it's not 100 there but give us some something you know to those listeners that you know are also fans of of, of functional all
3: mm-hmm.
1: right uh, what can we expect on season two
3: Let's see well for season two oh man you're challenging me um for season two i guess i will vaguely say that jasmine and guillermo they dig deeper into okay. into who they are, into themselves. They all right,
1: through. all right. I'll take that. I would. I'll take whatever you get. I'll it. take it. I'll take it. Um. All right. So, why don't you let us know where they can find you? I don't know if you're gonna have any events coming up, or showing maybe. I know you. Um, you're part of um first color so um i i don't know if it's still streaming i know i saw that was on ruku on ruku tv and yeah so
3: yeah i'm super excited about that so um the short film called the first color which follows um, a family's experiences as their mother is diagnosed with als Mm -hmm. um, that actually is now streaming for free i believe on the disorder channel uh, which is a it's a it's a new channel and that can be found on Roku, and mm. oh my goodness, I forgot the other streaming platform. But um, when I remember, I'll DM you, and then I don't know, maybe you could add it in. Yeah, but I believe I'll primarily. It intro. Yeah, I believe it's primarily on Roku um, now. Mm. So check that out, and then also there is a radio play festival from Eastside Queer Stories from the Q Youth Foundation. So essentially, there are several short plays that we recorded voiceover for. So I'm Mm -hmm. in one of those plays. I can't I don't know when my episode premieres, but I know that um, the first episode will release tomorrow, April. What's today? Oh, I'm sorry. On Friday, April 2nd. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, at the time that this podcast is released, people can go back and listen to to all of them. Um, there are going to be several episodes of that, I believe through the end of May. So, you know, at the time that this podcast is is released, there should still be episodes streaming for that. Um, and that's going to be on, oh my goodness, I'm so terrible at this, but again, (laughs) I'll, I'll follow up and figure out when, where that's going to be streaming, but it's definitely going to be, I I believe it's going to be like on spotify and wherever you would normally find podcasts um so i'm excited about that and i wish i could give you a date for functional like when all that you know when it's going to premiere and uh, but it's it's still such a work in progress but hopefully maybe something this year hopefully
1: i'm predicting maybe end of summer like around around there like like july september maybe that's we'll what I'm hoping. See. Actually, I'm not predicting. I'm hoping.
3: I'm uh, hoping. <laughs> me too. Hey, me too. I'm right there with you. I want to see how all this is going to turn out. You know, we we went to some interesting places in the storytelling this year, and I'm really excited about it. So, hopefully, should end of summer. That sounds good to me. But you never know. You know, hopefully, something this year.
1: Yeah, once we we're done with Hot girl Summer, you know. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I will. Um, let us know where, they could, uh, where we could find you. Your Instagram, yeah. anything, you know, so anywhere. The,
3: the socials. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I woke up like Lys L Y S at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I try to stay super active on there, but you know, that's where you can mainly find me.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, all right. So I want to leave the, the episode with some advice. So you take a leap of faith and you you take a chance on yourself. So what advice can you give anybody that's listening that might might want might be interested in acting and but might be afraid? So how can you persuade them or like help them out to maybe take a chance on themselves?
3: Yeah, I would say, you know, that little voice in your head is talking for a reason and to really listen to that as much as possible without, you know, putting yourself out, without making it, um, I guess without putting yourself in a bad situation. And I say that because acting can be a very expensive endeavor to take on, right? With headshots and classes and all the things that are required of actors to do. So I'm just going to say, listen to that little voice in your head and do the best that you can with what you have to follow it. Um, and eventually you will get to a point where you can make that choice. You can make that leap fully.
1: All right, well, that's great advice. Um, Hopefully, you guys heard it. And if you didn't <laughs> go back, rewind it in a couple of 15 um, or 30 seconds and, make sure that that advice gets drilled in your head because we all deserve to be happy and
2: exactly
1: why not take a chance on yourselves like we all have the same amount of time and you know it'll be a horrible thing that that um at the end of the day you feel like you wasted your opportunities or you wish that you would have done something so take a chance on yourself and you know here's a great example you you had stability and then you took a chance on yourself and you're much happier for it so thank you for coming on the show make sure everybody everybody go at her everybody go watch um functional and go check out her imdb so you can see what other things she's been on she's i mean i could only focus on functional because um i'm very invested in it and i was hoping <laughs> i would get more but she's also in the fosters um she's also autism stories she just go to her imdb and you can check out the rest of her work so um, thank you for being here. Don't go anywhere yet. Um, I'm just going to end the recording. Cool. All right. Well, Thanks thank you guys. Me. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um no, well, no, uh, well, thank you guys. And I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right, guys. That was Liz Perez right there. Hope you guys enjoyed this. And if you go, go check out Functional. Like, as you could tell, I'm very, very emotionally invested in her character. And, you know, I want her character to be happy because I've been there. I've been i've been her so you know i just want want her to find love and yeah i mean she's a great actress, as you can tell i'm super invested in it so um if you would like to see more of her stuff make sure you go check out her instagram at i woke up like liz that's l y s and you know check out her other other films um yeah i mean thank you guys thank you guys for listening thank you guys for being here make sure you go at the podcast at let me know pod on instagram and facebook make sure you go check out uh, previous episodes you can find our all of our episodes on spotify and itunes just look up let me know pod and you know we're close we're close to that um four year anniversary you know in a couple of days we're gonna we're gonna be able to celebrate so I'm, I'm super happy thank you guys for following me thank you guys for checking me out thank you guys for listening thank you guys for just dropping in and checking up on me sometimes because you know we all know we all know that we need some help sometimes and it helps when somebody checks up on us too know that there are people out there that cares about us but um i do want to correct something that i i said on the episode um it's not the fosters um the the series that she's in it's called um the Fortnite. so make sure you go check out Fortnite, not fosters right that's fosters is something completely in yeah so um yeah i did mess up and i wanted to make sure uh, i corrected myself right Alright guys, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. And um, as always, thank you guys for letting me be part of your day. Yeah guys, So next time I'll see ya. Bye.